Welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Michael. Little, little, little. What do we got in in store for the the casual heretics today, Spencer? We have atheism. Mm. But first, as Christians, let's open up in a prayer. Sounds good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, this beautiful weather, this fall weather, this time together with Michael and myself and with our listeners. Thank you for your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and his continual sacrifice for us. We ask that your will be done in our lives and in our listeners' lives, and that we give all glory and honor to you forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, atheism, Michael. Everyone's least favorite ism. Maybe. I I mean, it depends. Do you think an atheist's least favorite-ism is atheism? Well, but atheism is almost like not even an ism. It's like the absence of an ism. (laughs) Yeah. I guess maybe that's nihilism, but they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Well, first we have to establish that we are all philosophers with our own perceptions of who we are, why we're here, where we came from, where we're going, and what our purpose in life is in general. That's very true. Yeah. So, like, we all have, we all have our own concept of, we all perceive our the the reality that's happening in our own way. I'm not this like third person character. <laughs> yeah. Or first person character and we all share that same perspective. Yeah. Yeah, so it's individual worldviews and we choose our own worldview. By thinking logically, mm-hmm. just thinking about things and how things are, or that that's one way how we create our own worldview, but another way is who we're close with can ultimately like who we hang out with, who we talk to, again, who we're close with will determine who we become and how our perception is. So if I'm hanging out with serial killers, I'm more likely to become a serial killer. Or if I'm hanging out with a Catholic group and of people, even though I'm not Catholic, I'm more likely to become Catholic 
or if I am a Catholic, I'm more likely to become more devout Catholic. Mm-hmm. I'm more likely to have their values. Yeah. That's like, I don't know who, who it was. Um, but they challenged someone who was, somebody was like questioning. I think it was an atheist and they challenged them to live as a Catholic for a year. Go to mass every week, get up and pray. Like they're like, I know you don't believe it, but just live it for a year and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And they did. And by the end they believed it. It's like that. I think that kind of goes to what you're talking about. Like, it's like who, what's around you can kind of dictate your worldview. Who is around you can shape your worldview. I also think like a lot of people kind of, um, especially when they look at not just Christianity, not just theism, but Catholicism, they, they are, they would rather, like you said, they'd rather construct their own, worldview you know they don't want to mm-hmm. they don't want to just pick one that somebody else came up with or whatever the whatever the th- thought is at the time you know mm-hmm. but um i'm if anyone's ever read orthodoxy by gk chesterton that is kind of what that at least that first couple chapters there that's what that's about is he tried to construct this worldview and and i think i think Either he called it orthodoxy or he realized it was orthodoxy. I can't remember what it was. But basically he realized it was like orthodox Catholicism. Hmm. He had invented this thing that already exists. And he uses Mm -hmm. this analogy of like this explorer who tries to sail to South America and lands in like uh, the south of England in this park where there's like this Stonehenge type memorial thing. And he thinks he's found this temple in South America. And he starts proclaiming himself a great explorer. And he's like, that's what it's like to invent your own worldview and then realize you've just discovered Catholicism. That's <laughs> that's what it was like. <laughs> yeah, and the, the real question for atheism, I mean, I'm sure they've heard it. But the burden of proof is on them. Because mm-hmm. you have to answer the question of, why is there something rather than nothing? Yep. Because there is something like we're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What like yeah, we exist. Either we either you think that we are a um a simulation so maybe you're like a sophist or something, I don't know. Or you have to admit that things exist, people exist, you know? And then with mm-hmm. that with the human experience, good and bad exist. And then you start asking yourself, well, how do I know this is good and bad? How can I even say that good and bad exist unless there's some kind of framework beyond me that dictates what is good and bad? Mm-hmm. Like, um, And if you don't believe that there's any good or bad, if it's based on the individual, then you're a relativist. Yeah. But but you would say there's a, there's a, a relative, a relativist even would say there is a, um, subjective right and wrong mm-hmm. right like a true atheist kind of has to say yeah that is all just social construct right mm-hmm. and that's that's why i think 
I think that's part of why true atheism is fairly rare. I mean, last I checked, I haven't checked the numbers recently, but it was either like 0.6 or 1.6% of the world's population is actually atheistic. Hmm. So, because it, it, it comes with that, like you said, the burden of proof. To make that claim, suddenly you're not just making, like, you're not just questioning theism, you're making an equally or more irrational claim in the mm-hmm. opposite direction <laughs> that is more difficult to support, you know? But yeah, that's why that's ge- that's why generally um, agnostics are far more common because there's a there's a logical point where you have to admit that if you're starting from square one, there's a there's a point where you have to admit that God might be real, you know, that the the unexplained and the the unknown is too great. You can't claim to know everything, you know? That's like saying you've proved a species is extinct. It's like, hmm, that's... <laughs> Were you looking at the entire Earth all at once? Like, how did you prove right. this, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, oftentimes I think it's a cop-out to say that you're agnostic. A oh, lot yeah. of people. And it's like, I just want to be ignorant on this topic, so... I'm just going to say I'm agnostic. Yep. And it's an uncomfortable truth to have to wrestle with. And I think it's one that most believers wrestled with. You know, it's like, I think most people who have truly accepted their faith, they, they did, they did struggle with this. You know, they, they looked Mm -hmm. at, you're like, does this make sense? And they reached that same point where it's like, well, it, it doesn't not make sense, <laughs> you know. It, it's it, mm-hmm. it's it's illogical to say that it's it's that there there can't be a god, right? So, I mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. Totally right. It's a cop out because there an agnostic is functionally an atheist. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody says they're an agnostic, they functionally mean they're an atheist. They don't believe in God. They just know it's illogical. And they're not willing to confront that reality. Mm-hmm. You know? They're not willing to even dig deeper. Right. Like, even if they didn't want to choose a side, they just don't want to dig deeper. Because, by definition, agnostics should be just as likely to be theists. Mm-hmm. But, they're not. <laughs> so, I mean, you're totally right. It It is a... It's. I think it's the coward's way out. And I think there's... um. Um, I mean, there's stuff about that in scripture, right? Like, now I'm blanking on scripture. Um, don't be lukewarm. It'd be mm-hmm. better to say no than to than to not say anything at all. Like the atheists, mm-hmm. at least had the the guts to own up to what they actually believed, you know. Yeah. At the same time, there's many, th- the majority of the world lives as practical atheists, probably. That's that's very true. But that gets back into, like, what we were talking about with John on that episode about, like, 
nominal Christianity. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's interesting that if you add up all Christians, all Muslims, and all Jews, um, monotheism mm-hmm. is like a huge, huge percent, huge proportion yeah. of the global population. So I think discounting not to appeal to authority or the majority rule, that's a fallacy, obviously, but I think to discount out of hand something that has existed for millennia Mm -hmm. right off the bat. I mean, Judaism is the oldest out of the three, and it's, what, five, six thousand years old? Like, it's old, right? So Judeo-Christianity. Right, exactly. And Islam, I think we're going to do an episode on Islam, so I don't need to go into details about that. But but still, that's... I mean, Christianity and Islam both have well into the billions of followers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Catholicism alone has over a billion followers. They got that clout. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, if you're going to... I don't know. I saw a thing recently where a guy was like... An atheist was talking to... I think it was Stephen Colbert, and I really don't like Stephen Colbert, so I generally, I, but I don't know. Um, but he was he was saying that like, well, Stephen Colbert, you believe in one God, and if this guy doesn't believe in any, then he's like, you, there are you, I, what was it? You also don't believe in the other two thousand nine hundred ninety nine gods, and I was just sitting there, and Stephen Colbert didn't say anything. And I was like, dude, that's because that's, like, totally irrational. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, this is why there aren't, like, a lot of polytheists running around anymore is because it's it's nonsense. I mean, even the, even the ancient Greeks and Romans were like, yeah, this doesn't really make sense because there had to be something that caused this, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. So that that is a recent thing I've seen, an argument by atheists that, monotheists are really just atheists in disguise because we don't believe in all the other mythology it's like well no yeah because there's a logical disconnect right there i guess also again most monotheists have looked at all of it (laughs) like Mm -hmm. most monotheists who have sincerely accepted their faith i should say have looked at all of it and found most of it wanting except for obviously what they end up believing yeah i mean think about all the pagans who who converted i mean Mm -hmm. yeah they were living that yeah i mean i think that's what i think every time i see like you know the student organizations of pagans like the hellenic student alliance or whatever it was called back Mm -hmm. in oshkosh and the everything but it's like what really that and out of everything, that's what we're going with. Like the the um, the ancient Greco-Roman mythology is not. You want to talk illogical? Like <laughs> that's all. Of those are not very well grounded in any kind of logic, reason any of that. I mean, that's why most of the Greek philosophers, not the Greek people, but the Greek philosophers were actually atheists 
because their options at the time were Hellenistic religion or atheism. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. It's interesting. I know, like, I think Plato and Aristotle and probably Socrates were before Christianity, I believe. Um, Okay. So I double-checked it just to be sure. And yeah, they're they're all like three, four hundred BC. So I'd be curious to see someday when we're in heaven. This is one of the things I'd like to ask: is if if Christianity had been around, would those guys have become Christian? Do you think? Because like Plato, I know is a lot of where like. Um, Augustine and Thomas Aquinas based their um, one based off Plato, one based off Aristotle. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. but like they both they both used that Greek philosophy very heavily. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, atheism is like you know, everybody has a god. Everybody treats something as like an idol, whether they realize it or not. And for atheists, it has to be science or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or themselves. themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, atheism is one of those things. When, you, when I meet somebody who's actually can look me in the eye and say they're an atheist, it just makes me sad, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's like something, like I said, it's it's very blatantly illogical. So there's something probably broken there mm-hmm. that's that like I, I can't fix, you know, like at least not in a five minute conversation. So it's like, I don't, I can point out the irrationality, but that's probably not going to help. Um, mm-hmm. And that's probably something they've already heard and chosen to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, Unfortunately, but I don't know. Fortunately, um, for how it, like atheist or like scientism, which is, I mean, they believe in that. Yeah. Um, is self-refuting, and similarly to how sola scriptura is self-refuting. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Yeah, in a sense, <laughs> Protestants act atheistic in in that sense. Ooh, <laughs> there you go. Actually, I I really like that. Yeah, shots fired, but I really like that. <laughs> I mean, because their knowledge for what books are in the Bible can't be derived from Scripture. Yeah, and there is no part of the Bible that says solo scriptura. Bible alone. Yeah. It's like it's like an idol of the Bible. Like they're idolizing the Bible as God, even though it's it's not God himself. Like in you know what I mean? Yeah, because like the Bible as the Bible didn't exist for a long time. <laughs> so how could the Bible as the Bible be self referential to the Bible? Right. It's like mm, it could be self referential to scripture. 
But then that includes, as Jewish scripture, a lot of stuff that the Protestants probably wouldn't like to include in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, mm, to get the third and fourth book of Maccabees in there. <laughs> right? No, yeah, so it's it's grounded in the same kind of, like like you said, um, not Scientology, that's something different. Because Scientology is like a whacked out religion. Scientism? Scientism, yeah. Scientism is also like, there's no part of science that says that like you have to believe only science. Mm-hmm. Like that science is a, is a method, you know? Mm-hmm. Like scientism is not actual knowledge of anything. Yeah. but it's but it's accepted as a real logical world view even though it's not at all it's not a legitimate it doesn't have any like substantial knowledge of anything and it can't be used to measure anything other than the physical mhm like of what of what how, we see or experience yes it has to be measurable mhm it's like if that's how you're going to live, I mean, how do you think about, how do you, how do you, what do you do with thought? You don't know anything that's in, important. Nothing is important. You can't yeah. prove if something's important or not because that's not a f- physical thing. What do you do with philosophy? You have to just ignore it all out of hand because it can't be measured. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prove to me that scientism is important without using scientism. Well, even if, or yeah. with using scientism, because you yeah. can't. Use science. Use science to prove that scientism is important. <laughs> yeah, do do the scientific method and see how that goes. <laughs> What's your <laughs> hypothesis? Yeah, my my hypothesis is... Oh, who invented the scientific method? Was it... <sighs> I don't remember. Bacon? Francis Bacon? No idea. That's sticking in my head. Some English guy or something. Not Dawkins? I don't think so. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google was... this too. Who? Invented... But it, Dawkins lives lives by it. I know that. Oh, yeah. No, it's way older than... The... scientific method and it's like just how science scientists say it's hmm? it's not they're saying it's galileo but that's not true i don't think roger bacon they're hmm. not francis bacon roger bacon different bacon but um yeah so <laughs> your your hypothesis would have to be that um this guy that lived like in England in I think the 1200s was right and only he was right <laughs> now you <laughs> empirically measured evidence to prove that what are you going to go go do like uh, uh exhume roger bacon and measure his brain cavity like that what 
And then if if they were to do that, then they would do it to their own benefit and make something up. Yeah. Which is exactly why scientism is Because then we get back into that really... The really nonsense about, like, the size of people's heads is, like can be related to the their quality as human beings and all sorts of weird phrenology and eugenic stuff. And then that just brings you down further rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. We should do an episode about phrenology. About what? Phrenology. Hmm. That's where you, like, it's like it, uh it's almost like palm reading except you read the lumps on someone's head and it was like a completely accepted medical practice for like a really disturbingly long time <laughs> you could just like feel someone's head and the lumps would tell you what was true about them it was like <laughs> that's so like messed <laughs> up right <laughs> like oh you have the the uh is the, that like uh, eastern medicine no, it was like, it was like totally accepted Western medicine. Like, and as recently as I know, at least the Civil War, what? these guys would be like, "Oh, you have the like the resilience lump here on the back of your skull." When it's probably just a cyst or something like right. that. Right? Yeah, it's like no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Oh man. Let's only use one thing to determine what is true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Insert eye roll in disappointment face. I think we'd be better off using the lumps on people's heads than the scientific method if that's what we're... And and that would be better than mainstream media. Yeah. The scientific method is very good at one thing gathering and analyzing empirical evidence that is it it does not translate well into anything else (laughs) like i don't uh. if you are atheist an atheist please consider just reading books and right just read some thomas aquinas read some read some augustine read some I don't know. Go outside and experience life and just look around you and understand that there's things that aren't explainable. Right? Love people. <laughs> Love <Yeah>. people. <laughs> and I think as Catholics specifically, because most of this episode we've been talking about either Christians or just monotheists in general. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in line with phrenology we need to stop i think especially in america we have this tendency that um we so used to religious freedom which is a good thing that we start to get into that you know all belief is just kind of the same you know mm-hmm. or like we don't like I, I don't believe that but I'm not going to diss on it, you know? Yeah. Because... I respect all religions. Right. So... It's like, no, I don't. Right. Like, we believe there's something that's right, and there's a point where you need to say, no, that's that's dumb. 
Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't believe that. That's dumb. Like, you're free to believe it under the laws of the, the U.S. government and under the laws of God. You have free will. You can believe whatever you want. But mm-hmm. what you are choosing to believe is stupid. So stop. <laughs> yeah. And in a world where, we're like, this time is, especially in America, but I mean, I'm sure all around everyone is in such a need of finding meaning and they're just filling, trying to fill the void with materialistic things and just bad, like sinful things. Yep. Like things that they know don't fill them with goodness and joy but it just gets them through the day and they have to get more and more and more of whatever they're looking for. We, we lack meaning. Yeah. It goes down to like, you have to be willing to acknowledge the spiritual aspect of people, you know, Mm -hmm. because if you can ask, if you can acknowledge the spiritual, uh, nature of human beings, then that makes total sense. You know, we're going to have a mm-hmm. spiritual void that only God can fill. But if you're not going to acknowledge that, then you're going to get, you are, you're going to try and fill it with, I mean, people, people who do acknowledge that do this as well, but you try to fill it with things that aren't going to fill it, you know? Mm-hmm. So. There's clearly things that work and things that don't work. Yep. Yeah. I remember I always used to say like, I know I would be miserable without God in my life. And I don't know. I have yet to meet anyone who has God in their life who, yeah, I think everyone would be miserable without, without God in their life, without a relationship with, with Christ, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I, the response to that I would get sometimes is that, uh, there are plenty of atheists that are completely fulfilled in life. I'd be like, well, no. Filled with what? Yeah. They think, they think they are, right? They think they are, they have a job, they have a family. Maybe they don't have anything going wrong. Well, according to them, but what moral standards are they living by? Right human nature kind of I mean what is the quote my soul is restless until it rests in you Mm -hmm. those people are they might be living a secularly fulfilled life but I bet my bottom dollar none of them are completely content Mm -hmm. oh uh, yeah 100% they might say well it's part of being human you're never going to be completely content and it's like no you, you can be Mm-hmm. living out the fullness of what it means to be a human being you know yeah following truth the way living in life living truth mm-hmm. living out the truth in your life the truth not yeah not, not a truth or your not truth not a truth <laughs> Which is such a, or my truth <laughs> Such a what is your truth, Muffy? 
my truth is that I am a rusty muffler. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, what is you your are. truth, Mikey? My truth is that Ohio is a sweaty place. <laughs> well, good. Good for you. That's true for you. <laughs> right. Not for me, though. <laughs> it's true for me, and yet I still see people wandering around in parkas in 60-degree weather. <laughs> I respect your truth, and I have my truth. And yet neither of them are true. <laughs> and they're both true, because we've reduced the term truth to a nonsense term. Right. <laughs> like... Oh, that, that's your opinion. Oh, that's your experience. That doesn't mean it's the objective truth of truth. everything. Yeah. And I think this is what bothers me when people start talking like that. Is It's like, no, I know you have a subjective experience. I know you have the human experience that is individual to you. You know, like kind of how you opened it up. Mm-hmm. I know there's things that only you have experienced that are true for you you know that if you were to write a story about your life a biography it would be true Mm -hmm. but that doesn't change objective reality you know see and it's all about yeah this the in the our culture and in the world like the pronoun stuff and just like you have your truth i have mine it's all a self inducing thing like it's all about me it's all about mm-hmm. me and I'm going to put myself out there in the world and it's about me. It's not about you. I have my truth. It's me, 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 me. It's about the individual, not about the objective truth. It's it's a it's an evil. Yeah. It's the evil of the world because it's going to become oh, we're all about me 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 humans me 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 we care oh but they actually don't yep clearly because we're okay now with people not living in reality like they they think they're in their own world their own universe in their head when 20 years ago that's an illness that we need to help them with yep yeah absolutely so and like you said, it's a it's an evil. Because mm-hmm. because yeah, what is an evil? An evil is a distortion or a corruption of what is true and good and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And at some point, the oh, we need to save humanity because the world's going to end tomorrow, and like how that's been going on for decades, right? Mm-hmm. Probably centuries, and. It's all about, oh, we're trying to help the world, but, oh, we're not going to tell you, but we're making it worse. And, oh, it's about me, me, me. It's about thyself. And at some point, Satan's going to take off his mask and say, surprise, it's me. Yep. And people are going to just hop on that train with him. Mm-hmm. Because we've we've been... We've been... Um, off track and distorted to such an extent that it's just going to be like a robotic move of people just 
not even thinking about it and just doing it because they've lived in they've lived heard and just experienced that as their quote unquote reality for so long that it's just going to be second nature to them and i think that's we've already seen that in the what's going on with abortion in this country because we've reached a mm-hmm. point where the people who are pro abortion they're not even hiding behind euphemisms anymore you see so mm-hmm. many people that now saying yeah they'll they'll say yeah i know it's killing a baby i don't care i think i have a right to kill a baby mhm and then i'm just like i i i have no counter to that you just admitted to being like diabolical like i don't this is so disturbing like i don't have Mm -hmm. words for it i don't there's no argument for that against that because the argument against that is that's crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) stop it like like you said so it's like eventually satan's gonna take off his mask but everyone's still on the train and they're not getting off and this is why we need christianity we need because this country has a foundation and right now we're that foundation is really cracked and falling apart yeah sure there's there's a good bunch of us with with those core values still but it's not the mainstream what it it's not the core of this country right now i i've been looking at i've been liking uh early american history stuff recently um, and I come, a- I've come across a George Washington quote that I, if he, if you said this today, um, it's something like the one thing that sets apart the American Christian from all the rest of humanity is that he will sooner die on his feet than live on his knees. And I'm just like, dang, hmm. that's what we need. We need that back, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, George Washington is like easily one of the least divisive figures in American history. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, he didn't even have a political party. Like, it was like, I, I, I don't know. It's, But it, you couldn't say that now because they'd get mad at you for, right out the gate for saying the American Christian. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, America is still like, what, 75% Christian? Like, on a bad day? Like, mm. I don't... Mm. And most, and sadly, that's not true. I know the, you look at what's going on in the country, there are plenty of Christians who are willing to live on their knees. Mm-hmm. Before tyranny, before sin and it's like you don't have to fight you just have to stand in the way you know Mm-hmm. that's enough if you stand in the way of this stuff that is fighting you know Mm-hmm. all right would you like to end us in a closing prayer mikey absolutely In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, I ask you to send the Holy Spirit down upon our listeners. Um, 
I ask you to send your Holy Spirit down upon all the atheists in the world and all the agnostics in the world. Lord, I ask you to, once again, as you constantly do, try to penetrate their hearts, open their minds. Soften their hearts. Lord, we pray for their conversion and their salvation. For the sake of their souls and for the sake of the benefit that they would undoubtedly bring the church. We ask all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This will be, uh, we're getting closer to episode 50 each and every week. And mm-hmm. after episode 50, we will no longer have the Casual Heresy podcast on Life Cheers YouTube channel. We will have its own channel, Casual Heresy um, channel for the podcast on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So be expecting that soon and yeah we hope you all have a blessed day and enjoy the weekend or enjoy the week or enjoy whatever day you are okay yeah just cut that out (laughs) (laughs) whatever day you identify as living on (laughs) (laughs) you're true (laughs) yeah so From us to you, God bless you.